Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Very practical advice, very practical guidelines for Christians in daily life. Jesus says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. Let's stop right there. So this is if your brother or a fellow believer, we're not talking about people who aren't believers, we're talking about believers, sins against you, then you should go tell Tell him his fault. And if at all possible, keep it between you and him at first, because that minimizes the opportunity for rumors to spread and this to become a big mess. Just go deal with him one-on-one. And if he responds, if he listens, if your brother repents, apologizes, admits they're wrong and corrects it, then you've gained your brother. Gained your brother, meaning you've helped to restore your brother back to the path that disciples are on, trying to be more like Christ, living a life of faith with the common biblical values and ethics and behaviors and standards for interacting with each other intact again. Verse 16, but if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. This is based on practices that were set up way back in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy. The importance of two or three witnesses so that the facts could be laid out and that the charges could be established against this person, this brother who has sinned against you. Finally, verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So this escalates and you bring in two or three people if they don't respond during the one-on-one. And if they don't respond to the two or three, you take it to the church. And if they don't respond to the church by admitting their sin, repenting, being restored, then you are to view and treat them as a non-believer. Interesting that Matthew writes in here as a Gentile and a tax collector. What was Matthew's occupation? He was a tax collector. These are terms that are meant to refer to people who are not believers, not part of the community of faith. This is very simple and straightforward, but Christians don't often follow it well. And I'll be the first to admit that I have not followed it well. A lot of times, if our brother or sister, by the way, this is applicable to men and women just the same, rather than going directly to that person to get it worked out, I've been guilty of going to other people and talking about it, and you got rumors and hearsay, and then it expands and turns into this big dramatic thing and usually the other person finds out anyway which makes it even more messier than if it would have just been dealt with this way to begin with. One of the things that makes this a little bit confusing is when it says that third stage take it to the church this is referring to a community of believers where all the people are followers of Christ. Many of our local churches today have people who are part of them maybe even members who might be involved in the church might be members of the church but in some cases who do not know Christ. So when Jesus uses the word church here. He's not talking about the visible church, the people who meet on such and such a corner at such and such a time on Sunday morning, which could be comprised of people who are true believers and people who aren't true believers. He's referring instead to the invisible church, the universal church. This is people who are part of the body of Christ through faith in Christ. The idea being that when you bring this accusation or this sin that was committed to a group of people who are all followers of Christ, who are all indwelled by the Holy Spirit, they're going to be of like mind, 
regarding this situation. It's not going to be about some personal agenda. It's not going to be about some opinion about how things should be. It's going to be based on God's word and carried out by people who are true followers of Christ. In fact, that's basically what Jesus says in the next verse. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This might remind you of what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew chapter 16 a couple chapters ago. And Jesus now is extending this authority to loose and bind things to all of his disciples. Verse 19, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. So maybe you're familiar with those verses, especially verse 20 and maybe verse 19. But maybe like me, you didn't realize that those verses were directly connected to this situation where you're trying to figure out how to handle a situation where one believer claims that they've been sinned against by another believer. When the disciples are seeking unity and rendering decisions, Jesus says, I will be among you if there are two or three of you gathered. And if you agree that this sin that has been brought to the surface should be forgiven, then it can be forgiven. But if you believe that this person is unrepentant and needs to be viewed as a Gentile and a tax collector, then you have the authority, my disciples, Jesus is saying, to carry out that decision. I think one of the ways that followers of Christ can shine the light of Christ to the world in a way that the world would be awestruck is in this area. When we are offended by another brother or sister, when we are sinned against by another brother or sister, which is going to happen because we're human, we're fallen, we're broken, even though we're redeemed through faith in Christ, we still sin in this life, we're still sinned against in this life. If we would handle it in a fundamentally different way, just like it's prescribed here in Matthew chapter 18, it would be unlike anything that the world is used to. It would make Christ look exceedingly attractive. It would make Christians stand out in a positive way. Lord, when we are sinned against, would you give us the courage, the faith to handle it in the way that you've prescribed here? Instead of going to talk to others about what has been done to us, instead of letting it fester inside and create bitterness, would you give us courage to go and deal with these things that come up straightforward? And that in doing that, your name would be glorified, Christ would be lifted up, and the watching world would desire to follow you. Amen. The Daily Dose is a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and prayerfully consider financially supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can also find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, which airs on stations around the world, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. We also want to highlight two ministry partners. First is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos and schedule of year-round events and activities are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for their 101st annual conference on Saturday, July 30th through Saturday, August 6th in 2022. Second, if you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our other ministry partner. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.